Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215 All around the globe in every area code Online, on air, whatever the mode Days and nights, live or recorded Listeners rewarded with the rawness Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand Peace to every geek we stand for From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor We about to catch wreck Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. What's up, Triple Nation? This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Triple, bringing you another edition of our Saturday morning summer here on Black Tribbles on WPPM 106.5 FM, people-powered media, Philly Cam, in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection, streaming to you on phillycam.org slash listen. We got a special show for you this evening ladies and gentlemen if you've been following our saturday morning summers all summer long then you know we've we've touched down in the in the midst of the 80s and the 90s all the way into the 2000s we've taken segues from saturday mornings we've gone to week weekday afternoons we've also gone from the the big three networks of abc cbs and and NBC, we've of course gone to Fox, Kids WB, the CW, all the way into the world of Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. Well, tonight we've got a special treat for some of you grayer tribbles out there because we are dipping into the original days of Saturday morning TV which took place back in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. Yes, the time of the Bat Tribble. When I was sitting there watching Saturday morning, oh, sure, I know everything that we've been going over this whole summer, and I've enjoyed each and every stop along the way. But when I was your age, ladies and gentlemen, I was getting up on Saturday mornings and I was watching the Super Friends first run, not on Boomerang. No, I was watching it on ABC TV. That was the only Batman that I had. I was watching Tarzan. I was watching Josie and the Pussycats. I was watching it all, but I wasn't watching it alone. And that's the beautiful thing 
about being a triple, you're never alone. So even back then, this triple had company, and I had the best company of all because I had a sister. But not just any old sister, I had a twin sister, as it was. That's right, I had a sister named Leslie who was right there with me every step along the way. We would come home on Fridays after school, and if it was the Friday that had the Saturday morning preview that night, we sat down and watched it because we had to schedule our Saturday morning to get up at 6 a.m. and slept through Captain Noah just so we could get to the brand new Saturday morning cartoons. I had a partner right there with me in cereal and and frozen waffles with syrup as we sat there in our pajamas and our slippers that were upstairs and we sat and watched all these Saturday morning cartoons and her name was Leslie and she's a triple she's Dada triple and she's right here in the back base with me Leslie what's up what's up <laughs> <laughs> what's up what's up what's up they don't know nothing about this they don't know about this they life don't Les. Know nothing about this okay okay so yes all right real talk i'm back you're, so you're i'm back here now. you're okay I, I had to get down my system <laughs> looks lovely to watch this has been building since june so um <laughs> so i had to get i'm down. beaming <laughs> This is, in in fact, you know, this is my sister, Leslie, uh, my twin sister, Leslie, um, who is sitting here with me, the person who I watch almost all of my Saturday mornings with, with you, Les. And I wanted, you know, the craziest thing about it is that as we started doing the Saturday morning summer thing. I, you know, we were putting it out to the Triple Nation to, to get some of them into the studio and ask Ask them their favorite Saturday morning cartoons. And this is how you learn who your fan base was. Mm-hmm. Because it was vast and large, but they were, they, none of them was, no, none of them dug into the crates with me. They, 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 they couldn't go there with me. So I had to, I had to go and find my own triple that could, that could really dig in the crates. You always come back home. That's what it is. See, you see. always come back home. See, this, see, this is why she's eight minutes older, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. And here I waited, because <laughs> I saw that you were doing this whole thing, and I was just waiting. I knew <laughs> he'd be back, and I'm here. Thank you, and thankfully you were there for me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're talking about Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons, yes. Um, and uh, and. I thought for this for this show because you know we watch Saturday mornings cartoons together, mm-hmm. we could kind of go you know maybe skip around a little bit, but pop on some years, see what's happening, and see what it you know what memories it sparks, what story it sparks. Okay, but I wanted to ask you because you know I was a kid with you watching Saturday morning cartoons. I believe so, and you can tell from the life that I live now that I was getting a whole lot of out of out of Saturday morning cartoons. So I'm curious what did the Saturday morning cartoons mean for you? Well, you obviously were getting a lot up out of the <laughs> cartoons more than I had known. I mean, now that I but well, part of it I kind of knew I could 
I could pretty much see that that was evolving, especially the whole Batman thing, because you you were obsessed with Batman at a very very early age, and um, which you you which you exploited. Now, for those longtime listeners of the Black Tribbles, and have heard me tell many a tale about you know my wee youth on the show. If you jump into your Wayback Machines, Leslie, yes, this person sitting across the table from me right now. What I do. This is the person who, when I was a kid, was the only person that I knew that could draw a reasonable facsimile of Batman, at least to me, my young impressionable eyes, and blackmailed me to do her chores. I don't remember the blackmail part. I do not. remember that I could draw Batman for you. Mm-hmm. You could not draw, which was really interesting. You could not draw to save your life. No, I couldn't. But I, but I drew Batman for you, and then you just somehow you went past me or something like that. I don't remember ever holding that over you. Of course, there could have been, you know, other things that I probably did do. <laughs> that I guess that could be considered. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. But yes, I remember drawing Batman for you, mm-hmm. and I remember how obsessed you were. So is is it possible? <laughs> sure, anything's possible. But I don't know that I necessarily held it over your head. Exploit such a well. Such the statute a, of limitations has passed, less, so you can freely admit it now that you were indeed a child blackmailer. I know nothing about it. No, well, well, here's the thing. If I did, it's okay. Nobody else could. <laughs> well, that is true. That is true. That's the most important thing. But you know what? what I remember you were talking when you were opening up talking about cartoons and what you remember. I, well, coming down in the morning, I remember. <laughs> I remember. And one thing that, that stood out, and I don't know if you said it, but when we used to get up Saturday morning and used to come downstairs into the basement, remember mommy fixed up the basement to watch the cartoons? Yes. You could get a mixing bowl full of cereal. Yes. And put mounds of sugar in it. Yes. And proceed to eat that cereal. And then remember how you used to eat the sugar at the bottom? Of course. Oh, my God. Yes, because the sugar would just like settle on the bottom of the bowl. It's so disgusting when you think about it. But that was the best part. That was the best thing. I remember doing that. I remember going downstairs. I remember everything. Like the, you know, just not even necessarily having to have words. We didn't really even have to talk to one another. It was like everybody knew what their assignment was. Get your breakfast, get what you're going to eat, get in front of the TV and uh, don't make a sound. Speak when spoken to. And that was pretty cool. Right. I, yeah, I loved the cartoon. I, we probably liked a lot of the same ones, but then I think that there's probably, probably yeah. some, some things that were a little different, but I just can't remember. I just amazed at how long we were down there. Yeah, yeah. Like you would come up and it's like to have the day's done. Well, that's true. Well, like the thing that people don't appreciate, and I don't even think people from the, the 80s, the 90s appreciate it, certainly not from the 90s. Yeah. But even the 80s, I'm not even sure if you can appreciate. Saturday morning was the only time cartoons were on. Yeah, I th- I seem yeah. to I seem to remember that at some point when we came home from school that there were cartoons on for maybe about an hour, maybe an hour or two. 
Because I kind of remember Wee Willie Weber. Remember Wee Willie Weber used to be on yeah. the, on the Saturday afternoon yeah. on the, on the weekday afternoons. Yeah. But other than that, and they were corny ones in the afternoon. Well, they were the older ones because they, that's they when were you, older. That's when you were watching. That's when you saw Yogi Bear, mm-hmm. the ones from the sixties. Because corny. we because we were born in the late sixties. Yeah, corny. So we saw. You thought Yogi Bear was? I thought Yogi Bear was all right. See, here we are. You didn't like Our Yogi first Bear. Of, I never liked that Hound, bear. And Huckleberry Hound and Quick Draw McGraw. And a hound dog. Howdy to you. This is Detective Huckleberry Hound tracking down what's coming up on the show. Well, see here now. What's this? Hi, Pixie. Hi, Dixie. Hi, Huck. What's in the box, boys? A present for Jinx. Uh, I'll take it. I like presents. Well, how about that? A copter cap. I wonder if it works. Bye-bye, Jinxie. Excuse me, sir. I don't believe we met yet. Don't you recognize me, Hook? Not under that disguise, Yogi. You knew, didn't you? Why, sure. You're one of the stars of the show. And the same goes for you, too. Aw, oh, shucks, folks. Everybody's a star on the Huckleberry Hound show. So let's go! Huckleberry Hound, that quick draw, that, uh, what's that other little dog, the little gray dog? With the long ears, who was that? The gray dog with the long ears. Snagglepuss. It was Hannah. It was Hannah Barbera. Yeah, there were. Uh, well, there was Snagglepuss. There was anybody in that little group. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like feeling them. them. No. No, you didn't like Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. Oh <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I didn't like. No. I wasn't feeling any of them. Wow. Now see, there we have a difference. I. That's why I say corny. Corny. Okay. Corny. Well, that, those, those were '60s cartoons. Yeah, and those were the ones, like you said, would come on when you when we would come home from school. Yes. And then coming home from school, I know we're second. We're going back to Saturday, but coming home from school, that's when I got into like Ultraman and Johnny oh, yeah. Sato's Flying Robot. With the big crush on Johnny Saka, was it? No, no, Hayata man, Hayata Ultraman. I don't, you know, when I look back now, I really have no idea why, but I love that man. You did love someone. I could have had his babies. (laughs) I don't know why I loved it, and every time he got hurt, I would be like, "Oh my God, Hayata." Somebody give him a beta capsule. Really weird. Really weird. And but I did like Johnny Sacco. Johnny yes. Sacco Slime Robot and yeah. Space Giants. Like I was into those in the afternoon. I do, yeah, and I and I remember the Space Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. Course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the corny cartoons were they were those were the ones that came on during the week. Okay. So you didn't like the sixty but you liked the banana splits. That was from the sixties. <laughs> and it came on in the afternoons that you did like the banana splits, Les. I like the banana splits. You know what? The banana splits always remind me of Adrian, our our older sister, because she always talked about the banana splits. That, well, because that was her era. Yeah, that was her. Era. I did like them. They were funny. Mm. You know who you liked? I know. See, we're going to get to Saturday morning cartoons real quick, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, we got two hours to fill here. So, <laughs> what you what you really like? What you spent your sat your weekday afternoons watching, Les? Oh, here we come. The monkeys. Walking down, down the street. 
We get the funniest looks. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. They keep the same with monkeys around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We're just trying to be friendly. To come work, sing, and play. And we're the young generation, and we got something to say. Hey, we're the monkeys. You never know where we'll be found. So you better get ready. We may be coming to your town. Oh, my God. I'm going to go home and watch them again. <laughs> I love the monkeys. Oh my gosh, time would stop. <laughs> and I would Do you know, do you know my obsession with the monkeys took me like well into my adult years. I remember as an adult when I bought you like um an album of the monkeys. Oh my gosh. You would have sworn I gave you a wedding ring. Well, you did. <laughs> and I went on this kick to find every single monkeys album tape song you could ever imagine and this guy at work i'll tell you a quick story this guy at work uh, that i worked um when i worked at an engineering company he knew that i liked the monkeys so bad he gave me two vhs tapes full of all the monkey episodes mm. labeled them and everything and did it for free did it for nothing just did it this guy he was he's an engineer and he just gave them to me omg Wow. It was the best. So there is not a monkey episode song or plot that I don't know about. We should have a monkey. We should have a show about that. Sure. We should have a show about that. Sure. You can't run that because you don't know nothing about the monkeys. But I know a little bit about. No, not much. No, no, no. There's a whole. There's a whole history, man. I you can't be it. talking about the monkeys as you know what you're talking about. Yes, ma'am. Don't bring people in that just think that, oh, they watch a couple of shows. Oh, yeah, I remember Mickey Dolenz. I remember Pete Tory. Okay, no. Which ones were real musicians? Which ones weren't? Which one were actors? Which ones weren't? Which ones went on to become famous? And which ones were um, from royalty? Which ones were poor? Which ones were not? There's a whole history. Um, I, I guess I that'll be another show. Did, did we just recently lose Peter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Peter Tork. And uh, so, so it's only Mike and Mickey le- that are left. Mike and Mickey, and they're so old. Yeah, but Mickey Dolenz was my favorite. He was the best singer. They all sang. Really? He, he was better than Davey? All right. Let me tell you something. Okay. We've wandered, we've wandered into deep waters here, ladies Davey, and gentlemen. Well, first of all, when Davy Jones came on, he had already had a singing career, okay? Yes, he did. So whatever. He, he had that nice little English-British voice, whatever, and he was cute. He was, you know, so he had a whole brand thing going on, and they loved him and what have you. But he wasn't all that. Actually, the true singers, truth be told, Mickey Dolenz and Mike, Mike Nesmith, Nesmith, yes. Okay? Though they both, their voice to me was different and it mm-hmm. just carried the group. I mean, Davey was Davey. I mean, I, I like Davey, but Davey was Davey. I mean, so. There's a reason why he had the, <laughs> he didn't even have, did he have the tambourine? Wasn't he on tambourine? Well, yeah. And he was one of the ones that was not a musician. Because so. Mike was definitely a musician. He was a musician. And Peter Tork was a musician. And Peter, and Peter Tork. And, and, and Mickey, Mickey was not. Mickey was not. He, I think he said he 
taught himself to play the drums a little bit. He only taught himself. They he only taught himself because people kept challenging them, mm-hmm. and they put him behind the drums, but he never really played. Okay. So then when they started challenging him, he took it upon himself to try to learn how to play the drums. Okay. But um, they back then every band had to look like a band, so they right. threw him right. on there. But no, he was not a drummer, you know, wasn't really trying to be one. He has such a nice voice. Well he was the lead he was the lead singer. Such a smooth voice. I, I believe that. You know, I like. I. He just had. He carried that group to me, and which is why when they started going on tour, even when they got older, even without Mike Mike Nesmith, they were okay because Mickey Mickey could do his do the dad on thing. Could do his, he could do his thing. Yeah, he could do the dad on thing. And Davey was cool. Davey was good. He was cute. Whatever. But plus, you know, plus I love the underdogs anyway. I like the ones that people ain't watching. <laughs> Okay, and they weren't watching Hayata or Mickey Dolan. They didn't realize how hot Hayata was, but I did. You've got weird. You've got weird taste when I think about this, Les, because um, we talked about this on the show. You, <laughs> you, you've been a topic of many a show. We, you, uh, oh shoot, <laughs> because you had this thing for Hayata. You well, had didn't thing, everybody? Uh huh. You had this thing for Mickey Dolan's. I did. And then did. it actually just came up on our most recent show. You had a thing for one Randolph man. Oh my God, from Emergency. <laughs> oh, I, I, come on. How can you not like him? Oh, he was so cute. Oh my gosh. And I don't know how I got hooked onto him, but that little paramedic could get it. <laughs> He, I don't know if it was his mannerism, because, you know, he played the ladies' man. He tried to play, mm-hmm. like, the ladies' man of the two. Or, or, I don't know, maybe his partner was so corny, whatever. His partner was corny. Yes, maybe maybe that. But Randolph Mantooth was the cutest. And you know what was really weird, which is kind of worries me now, because maybe it's a, a sadistic side of me. But I, own, I loved all of the emergencies. But on the ones where he got hurt, those were the best. Is that weird? No, it's well like when 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 they had one where he got trapped in the building in the burning building mm-hmm. and they had to go get him. It's like my ultimate favorite because <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" And I don't know why I just really strange well something about i guess maybe seeing them in peril yeah because i was the same way about um starsky 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 yeah yeah your favorite is the two-parter when he gets shot yes it's called a coffin for starsky that's the title (laughs) okay who knew (laughs) i in case you're looking for it no it's my favorite i can watch it over and over again do you know true 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 hannah got i just watched it the other day that episode. I YouTubed it. Well, you have the DVD. I, yeah, I didn't have time. To, I don't have a DVD player anymore. I know. <laughs> it's, it's really sad. But I YouTubed it, and you can get just a snippet of it. You oh, can't so get you, the whole. So you can see the clip that you want? I can see the clip that I want. It's just hard because I really like the whole thing of that one, but it shows some of the good parts. <laughs> it is kind of sadistic, but it's, yeah. Uh, it's. I guess. But, but I did. I, I fell for that. I fell for that. So, yeah. So, Randolph Mantooth was definitely... He certainly had a type because they're all dark dark hair. 
Yeah. Before you get to before you get to um, Paul Michael Glazer as Starsky and Starsky and Hutch, they all Hayata, Mickey Dolenz, and Randolph Mantoof, they all got like small slit eyes. If you notice, they all got similar eyes. You had a you had a look. You had a look. I, you know, I thought you were going to say dark hair. Well, they had the dark hair, but but if you think about it, Hayata, be, by virtue of being Japanese, so you said. had had you know he did the eyes. Mickey Dolenz also had kind of like squinty eyes, and so <laughs> did Randolph Mantooth. So that's funny because my husband doesn't have doesn't have slinky eyes, but. If you say so. Well, I'm saying you had a look then. Of course, it's matured. Maybe I just, maybe I just, maybe I did. But you know, that's funny because you do say, while you say that, you know who else? Um, You had a crush on? Tony Curtis. Mm Mm-hmm. Dark hair. Mm, but he had big, pretty eyes. So, so, but but all three of, all all these people had nice, uh, you know, attractive eyes. There was something about their eyes. That could be. That could be. The eyes are the windows to the soul. And they all were my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, I couldn't get into. Now it's funny because you say that because I'm trying to think of. Um, I remember watching the Batman's, and I remember people were making this big stink about Bruce Wayne, Adam West at the time, mm-hmm. and trying to make him be like this suave, bola, good-looking guy. And I was like, mm, No, I don't I'm think he ever. It. Walk the sex symbol path. Weren't they trying to make him? No. Or was he just trying to be? Or was he just naturally corny? He was naturally corny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he was always like, <laughs> like you know. And I'm like, is he trying to be? Yeah, he was always like, okay. Well, God bless him. I'm not going to knock Adam West. That, that was my worked. Batman, so I'm not going to knock him. Okay, West. I won't knock your Batman. All right, let's get into Saturday morning. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so. If we're going to go to the way back machine, because I and finally I have somebody that you know can actually fit in the cockpit with me. This is when cartoons were cartoons. This let is me when just cartoons say, cartoons. that '60s stuff. You know, they were still f- trying to figure it out. Well, the '60s they had good some good things. They had the, that's when the Archies first started. The Archies started in 1960. I like uh, the comic book. It's 1968. Well, yeah, I like the I like them. I like all of the Hanna Barbera cartoons um, um, from those days. Scooby-Doo starts 1969. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby-Doo, I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. You're not fooling me. Cause I can see the way you shake and shiver. You know we got a mystery to solve. Scooby Doo, be ready for your act. Don't hold back. And Scooby Doo, if you come through, you're gonna have yourself a Scooby snack. Scooby Dooby Doo, here are you. You're ready and you're willing. So Scooby-Doo, I like Scooby-Doo. It kind of got on my nerves after a while, but, you know, the dog got on my nerves. But I did like Scooby-Doo. You did? I did like Scooby-Doo. I liked um, 
you know, because it was always a murder mystery and mm-hmm. you would always, you know, subconsciously say, oh, I cannot imagine who it could be. Who could it be? Who could it be? All the way up until the end, like, oh, <laughs> that's who it is. Wow. Get out of here. Like, really? You didn't know? But I so I did like that. Um, but it just seemed like ran it like crazy. So now I got tired of it. I feel you. All right, so let's go. So, so we're gonna bypass the '60s. Let's. Do you want to start? What year you want to start? 1970. Wherever you want to land. Well, let's start 1970. Now, mind you, 1970, we were probably only three years. Well, we were only probably we were three years old. But in 1970, okay. Um, some of the highlights of that time, um, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show was only in its third year. It's third of ultimately Bugs Bugs Bunny slash either by himself or with somebody else. Oh my gosh. Was on Saturday mornings for forty years. Oh my gosh. Well that was the ultimate cartoon. Well, yes. That was the ultimate. But I think I liked I liked them both. Bugs Bunny. I liked I liked everything about the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner. You know, even though the Roadrunner got a little repetitive. A lot repetitive. But I loved, that was the best. Yes. Remember? To kill the wabbit. Do you remember that? Oh, one? yes. Yeah. That, With that's Elmer the one Fudd. That, that won an Oscar. North winds blow. <laughs> South, South winds blow. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that, that was a great one. That was a smart bunny. He was. Well, he... he was a very smart bunny i was going to say something different but he's he was a very intelligent bunny he was a trickster rabbit that bugs who was the voice of bugs bunny? mel blank mel blank mel yeah. blank was the voice of literally everybody okay was he everybody though really he was virtually everybody mel blank did bugs bunny's voice daffy duck's voice porky pig's voice sylvester's voice uh wildly coyote he virtually did everybody except the granny. Wow. And I don't think he did Tweety. Other than that, he did everybody's voice. Wow. I didn't know he did. He all did of almost those, all those voices. All those voices. I remember seeing the name Mel Blank when you said that, come across mm. the screen or whatever. And I just thought that he played a part. I didn't mm. realize. Foghorn, Leghorn, he did them all. He took all those people's salaries. Well, he I mean, paid a couple he of could do people. those voices. Don't be mad at the man. Well, it was different, so I didn't know. But now, don't get me wrong. They have since, in like probably over the last 20, 25 years, the the producers, because of that, tried to have more people do different voices. Different voices. Yeah. Because otherwise, then you're just trapped into that one guy. And then when, and imagine, you know, when Mel Blanc passed, you know, that's why there's a famous lithograph of almost every character of Warner Brothers like standing there mournful in front of a microphone when he passed because he was their voice. And they all lost their voice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, plus I can imagine to to do the tapings and what have you with just him as the one voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if they're all in the scene together? Oh, he would just scenes? do talk to himself. Mm. He was just that skillful. Or crazy. <laughs> or that you know what else started in 1970 talking about crazy. crushes this was my cartoon crush mm-hmm. sabrina and the groovy ghoulies who sabrina the teenage witch and the was it a cartoon yes you don't remember sabrina 
white-haired Sabrina. She had almost like a white afro. Les, don't look at me like that. I don't remember Sabrina. You're Sabri- about to get kicked out of the studio. All right, he's going to show me a picture. There's, there's Sabrina. Hold on. Oh, yes! Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. She wasn't on that long, was she? I don't uh, think that was she, on that it long. It ran for like about two, three, three seasons. Three shows? It's three shows. <laughs> it was about three seasons of Sabrina. <laughs> was she funny? Yes! I don't remember. She was, I remember when you showed me that. from Archie. Some, mm. From the world of Archie. Okay, I believe you. Oh, Leslie, you don't remember Sabrina? I, no, no, no. I remember her now. But I don't Sabrina, remember. Sabrina, the teenage witch. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what else? What else? Did, did you have a crush on her? I did. I did. I had two cartoon crushes growing up. My first one was on Sabrina. I don't know why, but it was something about the Sabrina that did it for me. Did she wear a hat? No. Did she wear a witch's hat? No, she didn't wear a witch's hat. She had a white-haired afro. And I think maybe it was because she had white hair, which was different, and that it was in an afro as a a little bit with like a little bang. That's what did it for me. You were having storm flashbacks. You didn't know it then. Storm flashbacks? Storm is is a black woman, so no. With white hair. Okay, well, Sabrina ain't black. Well, I'm just saying so there's, saying a, there's the a thing going on there. The white hair? It started then. Okay. Kind of well, like what you just did with me, with, with, with my uh, men. Well, it doesn't ring true because my other crush <laughs> was on the other show that started in the 1970s, and that was Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, I love that show. Now, I did love them. I love Josie. Who and didn't the- like just Josie and the Pussycats? So they, they were literally a band. It was three three girls, Josie, um, Melody, and Valerie. Right. Valerie, who was the black girl. Yes. Who was my other cartoon girl. And I did love her. She was my favorite. Yeah, because she would bang that her tambourine on her hips. And I was like, ooh, I wish yeah. I was a tambourine. She had some fire with her. Yes. Yes. Um, and then they had their like kind of motley crew. And they would go around. They uh, Other than being a band, they would basically be... Scooby Doo, going around solving mysteries, right? You know, so Scooby Doo started a whole line of people, like kids running around with a weird character solving crimes. It happened throughout the seventies. We'll touch on more than a few. Yes, exactly. Join us for this, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Um, and Valerie was the smart one. She was the smart one. Mm -hmm. Melody was kind of like the ditzy drummer. Right. You know who voiced Melody? No, Cheryl Ladd. 
Charlie's Angels. Who go on to be uh, on Charlie's Angels. She was the voice of Melody. Wow. So she was always the voice of Melody. Yep. Wow. She was always the voice of Melody. Do you remember? Really? Now, Josie oh, and the Pussycat, surprisingly, as much as, as, as cherished as it is for us, and even still for kids, because, I mean, it wasn't even maybe five years ago, they tried to reboot it in the comic books and mm-hmm. also make a movie of it. Only lasted Badly. for one season. And then they did a second season, but the second season was Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space. I remember Josie. Yes, yes. I remember when they brought that back. And it's like, what? Yeah, right? Because <laughs> they went on this, like this multicolored rocket yeah. ship. It was... it was like, leave it alone. But I watched they it. They should have died on the... Vi- well, you know, it's like a bad accident. Sometimes you have to watch. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I watched both of them. So I, I love them. That was a good one. That's a good one. I don't have any shows that are like that anymore. I'm, well, well, um, you yeah, well. Yes, they do. Yes, in, they do. In the 80s, you had Jim. Yeah, because Simone watched Jim. You know, so. Yes. And there's a, there's a few others. But that was a hot one. Now, the thing is about the 1970s, there were a lot of live action shows as well. Um, some of these you may remember. Do you remember 1970 was the second season of H.R. Puffin Stuff. H.R. Puffin Stuff. Push your bend when things get rough. H.R. Puffin Stuff. Can't do a little because you can't do enough. Once upon a summertime, just a dream from yesterday. A boy in this magic golden flute heard a boat from on the bay. Come and play with me, Jimmy. Come and play with me. From her broom broom in the sky, she watched her plans materialize. She waved her wand, the beautiful boat was gone. The skies grew dark, the sea grew rough, and the boat sailed on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. But Puffin Stuff was watching too, and knew exactly what to do. He saw the witch's bold attack, and as the boy was fighting back, he called his rescue racer crew as often. remember HR Puff and Stuff. Yeah. I did not like it. Which was definitely a, a drug-infused dream. Yes, those people were that, on something. That was something. Sid and Marty Croft that put that put that show together. They also did The Bugaloos. I have to admit that I watched that. But they were corny. But it was one of those bad accidents. But yes, I watched The Bugaloos. The Bugaloos, they were... Uh, oh, a, a, shoot. They were... They were kind of like a band singing as well. Band, singing group or whatever. Yeah. I actually watched that. Oh, sad to say. Sad and to say. noted character actress Martha Ray was on that sh- show. She was a star as Benita Bazaar 
a witchy woman surrounded by an odd assortment of theme park creatures called the Bugaloos that she feels that she has to possess. That was the thing. You never knew why she wanted them. Yes. She just had to have them. What is that about? Mm, mm, Yeah. It's amazing. When you really think about it, these people that come up with these these shows or cartoons or whatever, what on God's green earth were they smoking? I do not know. 1971 brought us, not only was it the second season of the Harlem Globetrotters cartoon. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) That was really short. Yes, how about that? Um, And also brought us the Hair Bear Brunt. Bunch. You remember the hair bear bunch? The hair bear bunch. A pack of bears living in a zoo that want more from life and are always breaking out. Was it a cartoon? It was a cartoon. The hair bear. The hair bear bunch. 1971 also brought us the first Flintstones spinoff, which was The Jetsons. The Jetsons are not a spinoff of the Flintstones. Uh, wait a minute. A spinoff of the Flintstones? Yes. I bam, know. Bam and? Bam Bam and Pebbles. The Pebbles, Pebbles and, Bam. and Bam Bam show. Yes. Yes. The adventures of Pebbles and Bam Bam all grown up yes. as teenagers. Yes. I watched that. Now, and that was a, a, a big hit. Do you know who did the voice of grown up Pebbles and Bam Bam? Starting with Bam Bam. I'm going to go no Alex for 100. (laughs) The voice of Bam Bam was uh, he was last seen uh, running across the field screaming, hello, Mr. Wilson. It was Jay North of the 50s Dennis the Menace show. He was Bam Bam? He was the voice of Bam Bam. He did not look like a Bam Bam. Well, he was the voice of Bam Bam. I know, but you would like to, like, hope that, you know. And the voice of Pebbles. Who's Pebbles? Was Sally Struthers, who even at that time was seen Uh, as a star on CBS's All in the Family. Oh, wow. I like Sally Struthers. I I had no idea. I love this trivia. I did not know. She was the voice of ba- of uh, Pebbles. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Now, see? See? That's what I'm talking about. See? Sally was cute. Sally was cute. I, I'm like, you tell me you that, tell she her that she was, was Pebbles. I'm like, okay. You well, you, you don't know what Jay North looked. Jay North wasn't a bad looking kid. So who's to say that no, at the wasn't. age, as a teenager for Bam Bam, he was. I he, guess just knowing that he was Dennis the Menace just kind of like weird. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of like that bad seed child. He, he, he did. He looked like he could be in that movie. But okay. Um, I don't so what happened to the Flintstones? You went from you well, went the Pebbles and well, Bam Bam. Well, the Flintstones actually premiered in the 60s. And the Flintstones, remember, when they f- premiered, they were a primetime show. Right. That I heard ran that. for they 10 years. Uh-huh. They ran for 10 years as a primetime show. They would eventually come to Saturday mornings as reruns later on down the line. But at this time, the Flintstones were being rerun weekday afternoons. Okay. Now that was a good cartoon. Well, yeah. But that's because it was made for adults. Yes. And we all know that the whole spinoff that that takes over the from the Honeymooners. 
Well, it was based on the based on the honeymooners. Right, right. So there stands the reason. But that was a. I don't know why I love the Flintstones. You know, it's weird if you ever go on YouTube and look at like Flintstones actual broadcast from when they first broadcast, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to commercials, and you see Fred and Barney doing cigarette commercials. Because it was a primetime wow, show. Wow, So they actually, they're sitting out back in the house because they can't smoke in the house. And they're sitting there smoking. <laughs> smoking. I think I think it's either, I think it's Winston's. They're smoking Winston's. Now, now that's interesting. It, it's that's really not, trippy, right? Wow. Real, real trippy. They got um, down with the smoking. But yeah, you know, smoking was a thing. Also in 1971 became probably, next to Josie and the Pussycats, the next Scooby-Doo ripoff which was the Funky Phantom. Yes, I remember the Funky Phantom. That was really short, too. Yes, uh, three kids teamed with their colonial-era ghost that popped out of an old grandfather clock from 1776 to solve mysteries that would turn out to be about someone committing real estate fraud. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you read that summary, it's just like... (laughs) Really? Real estate fraud. But the voice, does it say who the voice was? It was somebody famous, wasn't it? The voice of the Phantom? Uh, it doesn't say who was the voice of, of the Funky Phantom. Why his voice? I, for some reason. I know, you know what? I think it was, if I remember, I'm going to look it up. I think it may have been a noted voice actor who was doing, like doing a famous voice. Um, yeah. For some reason, his voice, which. Because it was uh, Dodds. Oh, 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 here you go, Les. It wasn't anybody that you probably know, except one person. So, Dawes Butler, um, who's a noted um, voice actor, um, Tommy Cook, Christina Holland um, were the the voices. Um, A lot of the other additional voices were Don Messick, who did a lot of, who was noted in the time for doing a lot of voices, especially in Hanna-Barbera. And this was, you know, Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the character of Skip was voiced by one Mickey Dolenz. <sighs> Say it isn't so. It looks like somebody's going to be looking up the funky So panel. where was that? <laughs> Let me write this down. I have homework. <laughs> Oh my God! Go get my Funky Phantom DVD. Oh, when you see me with my Funky Phantom shirt, you will know why. Don't be asking no questions. <laughs> oh my God! So there everything you go. he touched goes to gold. See, I knew there was a reason why I like things. Why that show? Saw, yes. Um. Oh. <laughs> Uh, 1971 also saw the the Pink Panther show, which was already running, but now it spawned a new cartoon in 1971 that it teamed with it, which was the Ant and the Aardvark show. 
I remember the ant and the aardvark. You remember that? I do remember. The I do ant remember and the that. Yeah, which was voiced by famous comedian um, John Biner. Okay, I remember that. That uh, was cute. And then after that, Les would take control of the television, ladies and gentlemen, because she would demand that at nine thirty every Saturday morning in nineteen seventy one that her four year old but had to turn the channel. I don't remember to see any the of this. debut series of. The Jackson Five. that that was what you needed to see. Come on now. That, listen, listen. My daughter loves that cartoon. Yes. And I did not necessarily force it on her <laughs> other than shutting the door and tell her, just watch one episode and then we'll talk. She loves the Jackson 5 cartoon. Oh my gosh. Everybody loves that. I did you a favor, buddy. I don't know if everybody loves the Jackson 5 cartoon. Oh, come it lasted one season. Well, you know what? Because I don't know why. But listen. <laughs> Michael was so cute. And you could not tell me. Here's the funny thing about it. You could not tell me that it, it was like, that was really Michael. For those who don't know, this was the, the cartoon of the, the, Jackson 5 the Jackson 5 Motown singing group, yes. which gave us... Michael Jackson because some yes. people may not you only know Michael Jackson some people don't know the that's Jackson true. 5 that's true um, and contrary to popular opinion it was not voiced by the Jacksons a young Donald full of love <laughs> full of love <laughs> I mean how would you say this name F-U-L-L-I L-O-V-E that's fully, fully love fully love he was a voice of love. Michael Jackson Okay. The only person that did their own voice on the Jackson 5 was Diana Ross. I mean, she wow. was only on, I think, the first episode. Wow. Well, you know what? I did know that, that they didn't do their own voiceovers, but that's why I would wait for the song to come on. Right, right because then they would play the... the I always knew music. that. I didn't know Diana Ross did the own... I didn't even think that was Diana Ross, to be quite honest. I thought I, I had a feeling they were all I could clearly tell because I remember even even now when Simone asked me, she was like, is that really Michael? I'm like, no, it's not really Michael. But the songs are really Michael. Mm -hmm. You're right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. The songs are really. You know, as much as you, you know, remember that show, um, it only lasted two seasons for a total of 23 episodes. Oh, the horror. I know. You know, people. They don't know a good thing when it's staring them in the face. 
Well, in been. that second season, it got some competition because the makers of the Jacksons went on to make the Osmonds. I remember cartoon. that. Um, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Because the Osmonds, who were basically a white copycat, group, copycatting, right, trying to be, you know, the Jackson Five, uh, and they came, they came following in their wake with a young Donny Osmond trying to be in the oh, Michael Jackson position. Gosh, the whole there's another whole conversation there. The Scooby Doo. Speaking of, you know, ripping off Scooby Doo, the Scooby Doo show underwent a little bit of a tweaking in 1971 um, because it became the new Scooby Doo movies. Because now the lovable pooch would have a big name guest star in mm-hmm. like a mystery movie format, mm-hmm. and some of the stars were the Harlem Globetrotters, Phyllis Diller. Don Knotts, yes. Sonny and Cher, Jonathan Winters. Yes. Uh, famously, they actually even teamed with um, Batman and Robin. Yes. I remember those. I remember those when they had the special guests, quote unquote. So did I. Which was pretty cool. And I will say that added a nice little flair to it because, like I said, I was getting tired of the dog. And so. That like changed it up a little changing bit. Changing it up a, a bit. Because once yeah. you caught onto the formula, you were like, okay. Okay. Hmm. What are we doing here? Do you remember this show, The Amazing Chan and the Chan Clan? It was the adventures of... of, was it a cartoon? Yeah, it was a cartoon. It was a whole bunch of them all on top of each other? Right. Because when you said it, I got a vision. Right, because it was the Chan clan were five five kids. They were all Asian kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was basically Charlie Chan, the famous detective. Yes, of I the remember. Movies, yes. And um, books. Yes, I remember it well now. Now he had a family who would also sing songs. Yes. So this was another corny ripoff. Of the Scooby Doo. We can't have nothing. Oh, I can't say that on here. No, that's fine. That's but fine. Yes, we. Yes, I remember that. They were short lived, though, it as w- they should have been. It was. It was short lived. It mm-hmm. was short lived. Like two episodes should have been. <laughs> and in 1971, we also had the ABC Saturday Superstar movie. TV movies were big winners for ABC in primetime, so they started making some cartoon movies in Saturday mornings and out of there came the Brady kids the Brady kid now that's another oddity I love all right so now I'm giving a nod back to before my era but I did love the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. watch them religiously so mm-hmm. I will give them that and then to that when the Brady kids came out I was all in yeah. Sad to say, I love the Brady, Brady's, Brady's, Brady's. I'm all things Brady's. Yeah, I don't remember being a big fan of the Brady kids. I don't know why. And they used to come on in the afternoon, too. When well, they would yeah, come later, on. Y- later years, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. But I remember the Brady kids. Now we jump to 1973. 1973 is the first year that the Flintstones that you were talking about come on in Saturday morning. Because okay, they, they would come on and then followed by Pebbles and Bam Bam. Okay. Um, then that was also when 
Yogi Bear, new adventures of Yogi Bear and his gang came to Saturday mornings, created by um, Hanna-Barbera. Hanna-Barbera, who would rule Saturday mornings. This was also the debut of Super Friends. In the great hall of the Justice League, there are assembled the world's four greatest heroes, created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Superman. Wonder Woman. Batman. Aquaman. And those three junior super friends, Wendy, Marvin, and Wonder Dog. Their mission, to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. Superman, Aquaman, Batman, Robin, and Wonder Woman team with uh, cartoon sidekicks and their dog to solve really boring crimes. Um, it well, was it was yeah. a boring show, but it was it was it was the but, superheroes we knew. But it was you got to see them. You did in action, other you, than on a comic book in a comic book. So you got to see them moving around. So that was cool. That's you're absolutely right. You're one hundred percent right. Um, this is also when uh, actors Kevin Ty and Randolph Mantooth. Um, brought their voice talents over for Emergency, Emergency. Plus Four, yes, the cartoon. I did. I said, boy, is this a mistake. But that's okay <laughs> because it's Emergency and it's Randolph Mantooth. But they really shouldn't have gone there. No, but, they, they should not. They should not have gone there. But, oh, my gosh, I just like, you know, E for effort. I hear you. I hear you. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. They tried. They tried. They did try. Now that was Emergency Plus Four, which I said was basically a TV show, live action TV show they brought into cartoons. And you will follow that. There was that was a a a formula for a lot of Saturday morning cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. this was the year of it because not only did you have Emergency Plus Four debuting that year, you also had the debut of the cartoon. My favorite Martians, which was a cartoon yes. like ripoff of the old TV series My Favorite Martian, mm-hmm. and you also had the Genie, which was the cartoon version of I, I Dream, Dream of, of Genie. Genie. Yes, you know they just they you know I really think to your point I think that's when they started just throwing stuff at the wall to see what would stick. See what would stick. The, it was pretty obvious. The Scooby Doo ripoffs shame. continued. Yes. Because we had Speed Buggy. Wrench! Wrench! Socket! Socket! Bugs! Motor! Tires! Jesse! Speed Buggy! That's me! They raced! They raced today! <laughs> about a friendly flying car with three teen drivers. I watched that. Solving mysteries. Yeah. Like, really? 
Like, how is this going to end? I don't know. I don't know. But Speed Buggy was a big hit. I... Ran for almost 10 years. Speed Buggy ran for 10 years? Not in new shows, but the reruns ran for almost 10 years. Um, then you also had Goober and the Ghost Chasers. Oh, my God. Goober and the Ghost Chasers. It's yeah, the so... dog who could turn invisible when he got scared um, in amongst with his 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 teenage sidekicks and wait for it they solve mysteries <laughs> get out really <laughs> it these uh, we're not making this you up know, ladies and gentlemen. I, yeah i think when they sat around the table they just said um so here's the plot so who can do this plot Exactly. Well, let's just throw everybody in there. Let them do the plot. Let them do it. You know, get them a try. Get, let them do it. You also had a show about a bunch of kids who got around a detective and solved mysteries. But the hook was the detective was only one inch high because he was an inch, inch high, high private, private eye. eye. <laughs> Inch high, private eye. Oh, hi, Uncle Inch. It's a 409. Geronimo. Yes, I remember. Inch high, private eye. I say that now still to I, this I, day. I, I did like inch high, private eye. That, yes. I, I, I can't lie. I've tried to, like, I'm a big kid, so I've gone back to try and rewatch some of these shows. Doesn't wear well. But when I was a kid... Love me some Inch High Private Eye. Yes. I liked Inch High, too. We also had the debut of the cartoon version of The Addams Family in 1973. I vaguely remember it. I remember the cartoon version of The Addams Family. Also, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids about a rock group on tour headed by a guy named Butch Cassidy who were actually government agents so that while they were on their rock tour, they were... Solving crimes. That's right. Stop the madness. And one of the voices were provided by Mickey Dolenz. Oh. <laughs> How bad could it have been, right? Now That's, I can't say anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> of course. Probably it was pretty, really good. You know, I, I, I actually to, seem to remember that show being I, I, ahead of his time, Len. Yes. In fact, I think they should bring it back. Mm, mm. Mm. 1973 was also the second year of Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Now that was a cartoon. Uh, you know what? Come on now. Hey, hey, hey! It's Fat Albert, and I'm gonna sing a song for you. And this gonna show you a thing or two. It's Bill Cosby coming at you with music and fun, and if you're not careful, you may learn something before it's done. So let's get ready, okay? Hey, hey, hey! Were you a fan of Fat Albert? I 
Fat Albert. Okay. Okay. I love watching him come on. I love watching the show. I love that he had a story, a story and a message. Mm-hmm. And I did not know as a kid, of course, and only till later that these, you know, the whole premise behind it, that they were his friends and this was, you know, him growing up. Even to the point that there was a message per se. I mean, you know, I knew he was making a message, but it was just funny to me and just cool and different. Right. And and cartoons that look like, well, not us, but us. But so I liked <laughs> it. I, I did. I love and I remember I even remember what time it came on. It used to come on eleven thirty because you used to come on just before noon. Yep, you're right. You're right. It was always one of the later shows. Yep. Did uh, you like Albert and did you like that? I like Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. I I kind of um I fairly I don't want to say quickly grew out of it, but I think I fairly got out of the habit of watching it because because it was one of the later shows, as you grow up, you're watching the shows and then you're in a rush to get outside. Okay. So it would okay. come on like right, right before noon. I'm like, yo, I got to get to the basketball court. Okay. So Fat oh, so Albert, as you got older. Yeah. It, it, Fat Albert was sacrificed for the basketball court. Gotcha. Uh, 1974 saw the debut of one of the most beloved characters of Saturday morning cartoon fame. Um, Hong Kong Fui. Number, Number one, one super, super guy. guy. Who is this superhero? Sarge? No. Rosemary, the telephone operator? No. Henry, the mild-mannered janitor? Could be. Hong Kong Pooey. Number one super guy. Hong Kong Pooey. He's got style, a groovy style, and a part that just won't stop. When the going gets rough, he's super tough with a Hong Kong fooey chop. Hong Kong fooey, number one super guy. Hong Kong fooey, quicker than the human eye. Quicker than a human eye. Now that was. Let me guess. Okay. Because I think wasn't the, the voice the voice Scatman Crothers? You're absolutely correct. Ding 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 ding. Yes. Yes, I loved it. I think I loved it even more so because of his voice. Because of him. Oh yeah. He oh, yeah. made it. He made he made that cartoon. Now, mind you, the show itself is basically the adventures of a police janitor who would turn into a crime-fighting martial arts expert who got his kung fu powers from a correspondence course. (laughs) So he was basically solving mysteries. That's so funny. That's how we learned. Okay. Um, Also debuting in 1974, uh, one year after Josie and the Pussycats left outer space, it was time for another band to take hold of the space age realm and it would be a tv band that wanted to find their way into saturday morning cartoons needed a hook for it so you have partridge family 2200 a.d it's the partridge family showing us how it's gonna be the partridge family 
That's right. <laughs> Danny Bonaduce, Susan Crow, Brian Foster, Susan Day, and Dave Madden from the original cast of The Partridge Family provided the voices for the animated characters that made famous as the musical Partridge Family, a rock group now traveling through time and space. So... <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> That's really sad. And you know what? I loved the Partridge family. That's another one who was. I loved David Cassidy. Okay. He was one of my favorite. He is he does he surpass any of the ones we mentioned before? Not no. at all. Not at all. He don't touch him really. No. But I did like him. I did think he was really cute. But I remember when that happened and I was like, what are they doing? Leave it alone, why don't you? Yeah, it's over. It got ridiculous. They should have fired whoever. Well, the that thing is, is that at that time was. in '73, the Partridge Family are hits. They're I, they're the stars of Friday Night on on um, ABC. Yeah, so they said, yeah, so give them a cartoon. I think that was the answer to everything. Give them a cartoon. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. corny, corny. I think I remember watching half an episode. We also had the. Um, Shazam premieres on CBS. Yes. Now, I know you watched Shazam. I did watch Shazam. I did like Shazam. I like Shazam. It does not wear well. Um, I did recognize that this was not the Shazam that I was reading about in the comics. But, A, the costume looked right. So Yeah, it was cool to me. Now, you know, the whole Shazam now thing, I'm totally lost. Like, totally lost. But I love Shazam. Shazam was pretty cool. We also had the debut of Willie and the Chopper Bunch. Willie, a souped-up little Volkswagen who's in love with Rotary and has to outrace the bothersome Chopper Bunch, a motorcycle gang who try to ruin their fun. Yeah, I remember because Willie was just basically, and he just had this chick yeah. that would drive him. I, I, I remember that. Man, was, that was about three episodes. Yeah. And we also had Sid and Marty Croft finally had a veritable hit that I liked. Land of the Lost. Let me sell Sid, Sid. Is it Sid, Marty, and Croft? No, Sid and Marty Croft. Sid and Marty Croft. They had a lot of good stuff. They did. Well, yeah. They had a Land of the Lost was cool. Mm-hmm. That said, was cool. The Land of the Lost was cool. That uh, was cool. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Sigmund. I love Sigmund. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I love that little seaweed monster, <laughs> but he was he was pretty cool. Yes, he he was a seaweed monster. That very that is very true. Yes. Um. So that was cool. Let's... You watch those too? You like those? I did. You watch them with me. I, I watch them with you. You watch them all with Almost me. all of these I watch with you. I don't Not remember. by a captive audience, I might say. No, we were just sitting there. We, we enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, maybe a few of them I zoned out on, a few you zoned out on. But yes, we did. We watched all of them together. We did. Yes. Um, 1975, Tom and Jerry comes to Saturday morning. Now, this was the Tom and Jerry cartoons where Tom and Jerry were actually friends. Believe it or not, this was how I was introduced to Tom and Jerry. I had never Same seen here. the older ones. Me either. This was the first ones that I so saw. So as far as I knew, they were friends. They were friends. And I was like, okay, it was whatever. Did you like them? No. I did not like Tom and Jerry. Same but here. what I liked, what, what came on with Tom and Jerry was the great grape ape. Ray Bay. Over 
great ape. I put up with them to get to the great great ape. Yes, because we watched the great great ape. I remember that. Which was a 30 foot tall purple ape who hangs out with his talking beagle buddy. Yes. He could be our friend. Yeah, I liked it. Great ape. Great ape. Great ape. That's all he said. Great ape. I loved it. I loved it. Now, I want to know if you remember this live action show, Les. Because few people rem- uh, remember this. The Lost Saucer. Out of the sky. Jim Neighbors and Ruth Pleasant. Starring Jim Neighbors and yeah. Ruth Buzzy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember that? You remember? I remember that. I remember the Lost Saucer. Um, they played Foom and Fee, yes. two alien yes. space explorers who accidentally pick up an Earth kid, Jerry, and his babysitter. They spend the season flying through space and time trying to get the kids back home. I remember that, and I must have liked it. It was a, a Sid and Marty Croft show. Yes. See, I told you, Sid and Marty Croft were doing a thing. I, yes, I like that. Thank Don't you. you remember that? No, I remember it. And very few people remember it. Some people, just, you know, I they know, miss out so much in life. They're crazy. Um, also, coming to Saturday mornings, animated, The New Adventures of Gilligan's Island. Was there an animated? There was Gilligan's an animated Island? Gilligan's Island, and it's it's going to get even crazier in the following year. But uh, yes, Gilligan's Island was animated. Um, I'm trying to remember what they look like. They looked animated. What did Gil- <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Now Bob Denver, remember. who was famously Gilligan on Gilligan's Island, he voiced Gilligan on the TV series. On, on a cartoon series. But at the same time he was doing the voice on a cartoon series, he had a live action Saturday morning show. The Far Out Space Nuts. Oh, I remember the Far Out Space Nuts. With him yes. and Chuck McCann. Yes. They were loading food into a NASA capsule when they accidentally found themselves blasted into space with their space pet honk. You know, when you read these back. Yeah, it's a fever dream. It's- <laughs> It's really, really quite scary, but I do remember that. I do remember that. I don't remember the cartoon, but I remember that. The Far Out Space That was Nights. probably on for a season. Uh, Honestly, that was long. It, I don't think it lasted long. Mm-hmm. Now, here's it's a, a show, another show that nobody remembers. Absolutely. Don't, don't lie to me and tell me that you remember this, ladies and gentlemen, because I know you don't remember it. But it is very fondly remembered, not only by me, but by Dada Triple Leslie herself. And it debuted in 1975. Oh, I know what it is. I think. It was a cartoon version I of think. the long-running ABC show, The Odd Couple. It was The Odd Ball Couple featuring uh, Fleabag, a sloppy dog, and his fastidious kitty roommate, Spiffy. Spiffy. <laughs> 
couple, they're a couple, that's a couple of oddballs. Anything the oddball couple ever do becomes a series of foul balls. They're really just as opposite as crooked and straight. And no matter where they're going, if there's one that's early, the other one is late. Talk about the oddball couple, they're a couple, that's a couple of oddballs. Another one has got a very special talent for messing up the team. We're talking about the oddball couple, they're a couple that can double as foul balls. Oddball. Everybody remembers that. Everybody remembers Alas, that. Alas, they do not. Oh, you know what? If they didn't, then shame on them. That's why their life is so messed up now. Because <laughs> And that's why we're so perfect. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh, the eyeball couple. How, could you, how could people not remember that? Oh my gosh, you remember that? I remember it. I, as... Do you remember how we used to play the eyeball couple? It, see, it, I think this is so why we remember. Here's it. for the audience. So we, we used to do in my in our, my mom's basement. There was a table that we would get underneath the table. It was big, huge huge wood table yes and we would bring underneath this table we put blankets and make it like a tent and bring in almost everything we possibly owned in the basement every toy action figure item that could be carried to mankind and pulled it under this table and he would leonard would have one side of the table i would have one other side of the table now mind you so we're all under the table in this huge tent his side would be a mess. <laughs> so you knew who he was. I was Fleabag. And mine would be all neat and pristine. And we would. She was spiffy. We would play the eyeball couple. We would sing the theme song before we got started. Do you remember? I remember. Oh my gosh. That was, the, that was the best. Now don't tell me that that wasn't on long. How long do you think the eyeball couple was on? Well, it had to be at least a couple seasons. A couple of seasons. The eyeball couple ran from September 6th of 1975 to December 20th of 1975. Shut the front door. Are you serious? Are you serious? That ain't even. No, no, it is not. That is a total of sixteen episodes. Idiots! But they kept that stupid love bug. What was that bug? Whatever thingy on there. Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? That, That was that was it. Boy, but boy, did they make an impression on us? They sure did. I don't remember them calling and asking me could they cancel because I'd have told them, uh, hell no. It sure did. It really? made a, a huge impression on us. Um, that was the best. I know. I know, Les. I know. I can't. I couldn't believe it they myself. They weren't feeling it, huh? They weren't. Nobody. Aww. That's why. That's why, Les. Nobody remembers. It. Oh, oh, people know about the eyeball couple. <laughs> they don't. They they don't know about the eyeball couple, but. They should, but they don't. 
Um, <laughs> I am imploring you to go on the YouTube and look up the eyeball couple. <laughs> you really do yourself, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and just enjoy us talking about it. Um, you will go. Oh my gosh! I see why they were so in love. Uh-huh. Um, 1975 also saw the return to the planet of the apes an animated sequel to the popular and surprisingly good 1970s mo- movie series the movie was good the cartoon not so much I thought the cartoon wasn't bad uh, boring um, it also saw the Shazam show uh, expand to include Isis Oh my Mighty Isis, Isis, Isis. That was my girl. Oh my God, Joanne Cameron. That was my girl. Mm, she was a pretty woman. Oh, she Jesus. was she was sharp. Mm-hmm. I did. I liked her too. I did. She was sharp. That was like one of my first like superheroes. Then mm-hmm. no, no, she rose. So yeah, I was feeling her. Oh my queen, said the royal sorcerer to Hatshepsut. With this amulet, you and your descendants are endowed by the goddess Isis with the powers of the animals and the elements. You will soar as the falcon soars, run with the speed of gazelles, and command the elements of sky and earth. 3,000 years later, a young science teacher dug up this lost treasure and found she was heir to the secrets of Isis. And so, unknown to even her closest friends, Rick Mason, and Rennie Carroll, she became a dual person. Andrea Thomas, teacher. Almighty Isis. And Isis, dedicated foe of evil, defender of the weak, champion of truth and justice. Nineteen seventy six. I remember nineteen seventy six. Oh, this was because nineteen seventy six. We're nine years old. We're really enjoying the cartoon. Yeah, because there's a couple I have in my mind, and I'm thinking, when are they coming up? Well, here's one. This is probably the more popular of the Scooby Doo uh, ripoffs. Um, right in the in the it in the midst of the Jaws craze, you have Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw. I just watched Jabberjaw the other day. <laughs> Jabberjaw, a shark, a shark with a big mouth, um, who was a member of, who was the drummer of a band called the Neptunes, who in their underwater city solves mysteries. Now, wasn't his voice somebody famous? No, he, he wasn't no? voice. He was his, his voice wasn't somebody famous, but the person doing his voice was doing Curly of the Three Stooges. Oh, oh, there's the similarity. Right. All right. I remember. Jabber, 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 jaws. Yes. Okay, so that's why mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about that. Yes, I just saw that. I don't know if it was on YouTube or something, but I, I just saw that. Um, you also have Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle, um, debuts in 1976. You have the Monster Squad, which was a live action show. Where, oh my God, um, the caretaker on this show, 
was played by Fred Grandy, who would go on to be on The Love Boat as as oh yeah um, Gopher. Gopher. What's his name? He was Gopher. Yeah, uh, he was the caretaker of a monstrous wax museum, who would summon the creatures to life, where they came to um, life in the form of a werewolf, a Frankenstein, and a vampire to, of course, solve mysteries. Um, you also had hold on, hold it, hold it, <laughs> hold it. Frankenstein and a werewolf, werewolf and uh, Dracula. So they decided that they, they want to fight crime. Solve mysteries. They want to solve mysteries. Yes. You also had the Clue Club. Moving right along. Hanna-Barbera continuing to rip off Scooby-Doo. Only this time it's two dogs and a group of teenagers solving mysteries. Oh, they should have died on the vine. <laughs> um, and you also have... Now, this is something that I know you will remember, Les, from uh, 1976. You have the Scooby-Doo Dino-Mutt Hour. Oh, yeah! Flashing through the sky, he's a go-go guy. Stronger than a train so-so brain. Uh, you talking about me, Blue Falcon? Gosh. He's Ooh. fearless, scareless, a little too careless. Dynamite! He's a go-go dog person. That's me, dog wonder. <laughs> Dynamite, robot superhero. Yes. Uh, he's, a, he's a bit of a, um, he was the sidekick of the Blue Falcon. Yes! Kind of like a Batman I... clone. Remember it? Well, I watched it. You watched that, too. I did. I did. I liked it. Fully for comedy. So while I enjoyed it, I kept waiting for him. Like, why can't we have at least one serious episode where the Blue Falcon actually solves the mystery without Dino Butt tripping him up? Yes. But but, uh, it was it was okay. I remember that. Yes. And then as part of the Croft Super Show, Sid and Marty Croft doing a hour and a half TV show. Croft. You had Captain Super Cool show. and the Kongs, who were a rock group, so they sang they sang songs. You had um, uh, 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 the Wonder Bug, which was a beach buggy that talked and got into all kinds of trouble with his teenage it. companions. It was kind of like a live action speed buggy. Mm-hmm. You had Doctor Shrinker, which was Doctor Shrinker, Doctor Shrinker. Shrinker. He's, He's a man, man with an evil, evil plan. Yes, God, wow, you're bringing it back. <laughs> you brought me back, Les. He was an evil scientist who would shrink his yes. unfortunate victim with his deadly shrink ray. So therefore, you had a tiny group of victims fighting every week. Yes. And then you had that darling duo of Saturday mornings, reporters that fight crime as the costume dare dolls. And like a woman and dying a girl, fighting all evil deeds. Each writes for a magazine, hiding the life she leads. Fighting all evil deeds. East fights for the something, something. East works for a magazine. Oh, right. Okay. Hiding the life. Hiding the life she leads. (laughs) Electro woman and Dinah girl. (laughs) 
my girls. Those were my girls, and they were hot. They were. They purposely did that now. You know, when you look back on it, you know, they're kind of like, well, no, they were like Isis. Like, Isis, she was, she was... She was a hero. She was cool. She was built. She was beautiful and whatever. But these were like two, like. Well, Electro and Donegal, they were superheroes. They, they were fighting were, villains. They were fighting villains, yeah. Like, uh, Isis was fighting the environment. Yeah, well, yes, that's true. That's true. I loved Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. Mm-hmm. They were so short lived. Yeah, they didn't last long. They didn't last long. Deidre Hall, who would go on to be a very. Is that who it was? She was Because I see Woman. her face with the blonde. Yep. Blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And the brunette. Uh, Judy Stranges. Uh, she didn't go on to do much, but Deirdre Hall is a very popular character actress. In yes. The yes. Now, another live action show I remember from I was here into my sheroes. was Arc 2, which was a live, actri- live action futuristic drama about a roving scientific team in the 25th century looking for lost civilizations in a souped up minivan. After a great disaster that it ravaged the earth, I remember this show because um, uh, uh, Jonathan Harris from Lost in Space was on this show as well. I, but I, I just remember having like it was a cool card. I remember that concept, and yeah, I I, I like that. You obviously didn't. I <laughs> think can you tell by the look on if my you face? You can see our face, ladies and gentlemen. Like. This this is when. This is when <laughs> we discovered, hey, cartoons can come on two TVs, Len. So, um. Because <laughs> I ain't watching this one. I'm, I'm okay. going to be over here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. No idea. It's so true. Uh, 1977 has the. Um, uh, the CB Bears. Oh, I remember the CB Bears. They were three yes, bears who communicated CB. by CB, and 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 they, they solved mysteries. But that was like two shows. Should have been. It didn't last. Um, Should have been. <laughs> sorry, it didn't. Then you also had the debut of What's New, Mr. Magoo. Oh yeah, I liked Mr. Magoo. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. I thought they, you know, it was a hearty try. I remember that. I like that. I like Mr. Magoo. And you also had probably the other big popular ripoff of Scooby-Doo, Captain Caveman and the Teen Angel. Captain Caveman! Set free by the Teen Angels from his prehistoric block of glacier ice comes the world's first superhero, Captain Caveman! Now the constant companion to the Teen Angels, Brenda... Dee Dee and Taffy in their hilarious and sometimes scary mystery missions. Get ready for Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Yes, yes, yes. He was a a prehistoric superhero brought to life um, in modern times and fought crime with his kind of like teenage cartoon Charlie's Angels type crew. Corny. Corny. Can you say corny? It was not good. Yeah. No, I probably watched it. Um, and you also had Scooby-Doo expanded the, his uh, format to uh, Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics. Oh, yeah. You know, I enjoyed watching that. I did, too, because it had yes. three cartoon teams comprised of 45 Hanna-Barbera cartoons <laughs> competed in contests <laughs> all across the world. That was pretty cool. I mean, that was a pretty cool concept. 
you know, just to be able to see all your favorite cartoon characters come together as mm-hmm. if they're real life competing in a, uh, a sporting event. That was pretty cool. I did like that. I, I'm, yeah, we watched that. Yeah, we did watch that. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, also we watched because the, kid, the cross super show continued um, with Electro Woman and Dinah Girl um, and another season of Captain Cool. But then they're joined by the adventures of Bigfoot and the teenager he raised as Wild Boy. Out of the great Northwest comes the legendary Bigfoot who eight years ago saved a young child lost in the vast wilderness and raised that child until he grew up to be Wild Boy. <laughs> you don't remember Bigfoot and Wild Boy, Les? Was it a cartoon? No, it was live action. It was live action, Les. It was Bigfoot and his sidekick, Wild Boy, solving crimes, solving wilderness crimes. crimes. <laughs> Did he know action. that he was the mystery? He was a mystery Bigfoot, himself. Bigfoot, Bigfoot, he. Hey, he was. He was. He was the Superman of the team. He's like, so y'all looking for me, but I'm looking for other people. <laughs> really Obviously, weird. you don't remember. <laughs> wow, boy. No, <laughs> you were on another television. That's when you. <laughs> I'm out. That's when Les, that's when the seas parted in the household. Yeah, so we, we were like, okay, so... And I'm Les went and watched The Young Sentinels, a cartoon series about three teenagers trained on another planet to battle villains here on Earth. The three heroes were based on, on, uh, are based from their spaceship hidden inside a volcano. The trio would take on the qualities of Hercules, Astria, who was a black woman, and Mercury to fight crime with help from their... Mighty alien boss Sentinel One. You didn't watch that? I yeah, I, I watched it. Oh, I was gonna say I, I, it was it was it was superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I, that was good. I had I had to watch. Yeah, it. Gonna... I mean, I was genetically dispositioned that I had to watch. Yes, that show. Boy, thank you for going through the seventies with me, Les. Nobody else could go through the seventies with me, <laughs> but you, Les. This was when comics were comics. I mean, cartoons were cartoons. Yeah, cartoons. The were people cartoons. don't know. Cartoons were cartoons. Um, 1978, nothing really good came on in 1978. Nothing new. Yogi Bear had Yogi Space Race, which was basically the that Laughing Olympics taking the space. Kill the bear. Pretty much. I really, I just really did not like Yogi Bear. No, it was not good. It was not good. He's uh, not good. I, I, Yogi Bear, he was like, you know. Barf. Okay. Yeah, um, you had you had uh, Jason and the Argonauts, which was um, no uh. no it wasn't Jason and the Argonauts it was Jason of um, oh 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 Tarzan and and the Super Seven. Now, did I see? You'll remember this. Very Tarzan and the Super Seven was basically reruns of the Tarzan cartoon show, right? Uh, uh, they did some animated, um, uh, and then they combined it with. Um, Batman and Robin animated show. And then they had the Super 7, which was the Super 7 were like these newer superheroes which will basically knock off of other superheroes. The Super 7. Webwoman and Spinner, two crime fighters who use the powers of insects to thwart evil. The Super 7. Manta and Moray, monarchs of the deep. Protecting the world's sea creatures. 
Freedom Force with Isis, Super Samurai, and other legendary heroes. The Super Seven. Stretch and shrink to incredible adventures with Super Stretch and Micro Woman, the world's most fantastic superheroes. Fun, thrills, and adventure with the most amazing superheroes of all. The Super Seven. Oh, my God. So they had the Freedom Force, <laughs> which brought to you an animated Isis teaming up with Super Samurai, Sinbad, Merlin, and Hercules. And they went and fought crime. Okay. So so they were kind of cool, right? That was the Freedom Force. Then you had Moray and Manta who portrayed who patrolled the seven seas as the daring duo of the deep. Basically an Aquaman and an Aqua Girl type of thing. Right? But then um uh uh okay, and then you had Jason of Star Command, which was actually a live action show, a little science fiction series. You know, it was cute. It was like whatever. And they brought Scotty from Star Trek to the star in it. And it was whatever. But then you had the cartoon husband and wife with their little dog. One could shrink. One could stretch. It was Micro Woman and Super Stretch. And they were black. And I was outside playing because I don't remember. remember none of it. Okay, before you leave today, I'm putting on my Micro Woman and Super Stretch DVD. It's not necessary. So that you can see them because you'll remember them. The second you see them, you will remember them. You will remember them. I probably, as I was walking by you, to put my clothes on <laughs> to, to go, go outside. Out the, outside. <laughs> Probably stepped over you as you were laying down there watching TV. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't remember them, Les. I, am I do. <laughs> okay. We've only got a little bit of, of time left, ladies and gentlemen. Are there any, so real quick, that takes us pretty much through the 70s. And you got to that was such a cool walkthrough. Thank you. I enjoyed that. It brought back a lot of memories. Are there any Saturday morning cartoons that you remember finally that we maybe didn't touch on? Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I don't know if you consider it a cartoon, but it's, since you're talking about childhood shows, you didn't say anything about Ultra. Well, you said Ultraman with um, with Ultraman. Um, no, who was I thinking? Um, who you call it? The Giants. Not... Not space, uh, giants? space Giants. Oh, the Space Giants. Yeah, Godar. Godar. I really, you didn't mention him. What? And them. And Godar, who was a giant robot with his, his robot wife and kid. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that, that was, again, week, weekday afternoons because it was the reruns. They were a 60s show. Um, which would, They were fascinated because his wife and kid, they could turn into rockets because they were rocket ships that turned into robots. Yes. But his wife and kid looked human well japanese somewhat yeah 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 show but godar himself was a giant rocket ship that turned into a giant robot with a blonde hair so what's the problem how did he have the kid hey listen we're kids we ain't supposed to figure out that part i still don't remember you liking godar 
No, I didn't like Godar like that. I like the whole family. He was kind of cute though. I mean, but but I wasn't like you know like super crazy about it. But I did like that because I like that whole. Jo- I was into look that was what we now call anime, right? So no. uh, you know okay. I liked Johnny Sacco's flying robot. Mm-hmm. I liked um, Ultraman. Ultraman. Mm-hmm. I liked that one Space Giants that was, Space those Giant. were really the three I, big ones I think ones. those were the three yeah, yeah. Um, you that, you know actually no you hit on a lot you didn't mention uh, Daffy Duck I mean you said Bugs Bunny well I th- throughout this the Bugs Bunny hour is running so there's there was Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny and Sylvester and Tweety. Yes. So so I enjoyed all of those. I enjoyed all of those. I do remember at one time Daffy Duck kind of like got his own show and they were like newer episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't like those episodes as much. Um, it was Daffy Duck and he basically it was spun off. It was him and Speedy Gonzalez. Yes, I remember that. Um, and I just didn't like the animation of them so much because as opposed to. The classic Bugs Bunnies, which were, you know, those shorts weren't made for TV. They were made for the movie theaters because they heralded it from a time when the cartoons would come in front of movies when you went to the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. The Daff- those Daffy Duck cartoons were made strictly for television. So that meant they were made much more cheaply okay. than the other ones. Mm. And it showed. Yeah. So they just didn't wear. Yeah. Um. And the only other thing that we forget that ties all of this together is Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, yes. I mean, I got the CD for Simone uh, at some point in time in her age that plays all the all of them. songs. You know? I remember I bought it for you, too. Yes. Years ago. Yes. You know, like, yes, I'm a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. I mean, these are, those were the little lessons that we were learning that we didn't even know we were learning. I know. And it's funny how so much they come to your mind now. Yes. You know, like, I sit here, I I lied to you not. It, It maybe was within the last 10 years that conjunction, junction really, like, hit. I was like, Oh, oh. and button Con- or will get you very, very far. far. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up words, words phrases, and clauses. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yes, Schoolhouse Rock was teaching you a lesson in between every single solitary cartoon that you were watching, and it, you didn't even realize do it. You, is there any one that you find yourself just you know spontaneously singing uh sp- spontaneously well i i like um the one about the lib- women's liberation oh we were suffering and oh, the suffering oh not a woman could have right no matter what is to the 19th amendment that the restrictive rule oh yeah yeah That's so if you name any of them, I will probably break out into song. So I don't know, but I love them all. I, I love, love them the, all. I love the one. I love the one about the Constitution because I actually went through all that with Simone. I don't know if she got it or not, but but I I like that. And you put them in the spot. I can't remember. Those are the ones that kind kind of stick out in my mind. But I know that there are more. Oh, the ones. The one that I mean, everybody. 
I think the most famous one is Bill. You know, I, I'm just a Bill. Yeah, Bill. yeah. Um, see which other ones come up there because I know if you say one to me, I'll go, oh, yeah, there was that one too. Oh, oh, I can. I mean, but the one that I find myself going to, like, just will, I find on my lips all the freaking time is um, Interplanet Janet. Which one was that? You don't remember? In their planet, Janet, she's a galaxy girl. A yes. solar sister, sister from Number the future world. world. Travels like a rocket with the rocket yes. team. And there hasn't been a planet, mm-hmm. Janet hasn't seen. Oh, there hasn't been a planet, Janet hasn't seen. Yes, I remember that. That's a good one. Yes. Um, well, well, they had. I remember that. Uh, yeah, I remember. Oh, Jesus, I remember that. Um, this is an elementary, my dear. And okay, this this is yes. probably the most famous one. Three is the magic, magic number. Oh, yes, it is. It's so cool, man. Isn't it like laid back? Dang, that's just like kind of the 60s too, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, this is 73. 73? Oh, thank, thank God. Can we have something? Okay. I know. Because um, uh, you had, I mean, they had series because of multiplication. So you had. Uh, so yeah, three is the magic number. It's a magic you had uh, a noun is the person, place, or thing. A noun is the person, place, or thing. Burb, that's what's happening. Burb, yes, that yes. was. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna get that Schoolhouse Rock CD again, and I'm gonna play that for Simone today. I think I'm gonna start getting her back into that. Lolly, 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 get your get adverbs here. Father, son, and lolly, lolly get, get your adverbs here. <laughs> my God. Yes, let me write that down. I'm going to go. I got that for her when she was maybe like four or five years old, but I think I'm going to get that for her now. It was a shot heard around the world. The start of a revolution. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Suffering till suffrage. Suffering till suffrage. Uh, some of the some some of these the the America rock ones I don't really remember because like no more kings I don't remember that no more kings uh, I'm just a bill of course most uh, Mother Necessity I think I remember. oh I remember Mother Necessity I think I remember that uh, I remember I don't can't think of how it went but I remember Mother Necessity um, I remember that. them not so dry bones electricity electricity. Oh my God! There's so many of. The, I, it's probably a whole lot more now. Cause oh, I'm, there's a ton of. Uh, I'm looking at some of these things. I'm, I don't even know. I know all all of these. Oh uh, well, some of them. Some of some of them are. They brought them back in the '90s. I know. I don't know the ones from the '90s. Oh well, heck no. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. We're nowhere to yeah, be found. Yeah, we, we we know we know the originals from the '73 to '79. Those are the ones we know. The ones that Everything are from '94 to 2000s. Bit. I don't know those. The, those were copies. Oh, they were so good. Yes. So that was another very good, that was a very integral part of our Saturday morning. And most of them were written by, outside of a few, were written by one person, Bob Darrow. All right. Where's Bob today? Uh, Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, yeah. What's Bob doing? Clap, clap, clap. Oh, well, uh, Bob is no longer with us. Mm, Bob's Uh, dead. Oh, wow. He he passed in just in uh, 2018. Oh, wow. Uh, But he became... Remember them announcing that? I'm I'm sure there was a thing. I'm sure mm. I, I wouldn't. I would not be amazed, uh, surprised if there was a thing. He was Robert Darrow, um, best known as Bob Darrow, was an American bebop, cool jazz vocalist, pianist, composer, songwriter, arranger, and producer, famously known as the composer and performer of the songs in the Schoolhouse Rock series. I think I remember them mentioning that. Now that memory serves me, I think they did make a mention then when he passed. And he also uh, he also worked with Miles Davis. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So the man, he... You could tell. That was pretty cool. My Many, many accolades. He was like the, like Laurie Berkner is now. See, Laurie Berkner does a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. now for kids. And oh, wow. I didn't know. He, he lived not far. He lived, he died in his home when, in April of 2018, his home in Mount Bethel, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Lived to the age of 94. So he... Oh, he lived a good life. He lived a good life. He lived a good life. Good for him. Good for him. Well, you know, thank you, Bob Darrell. Thank you. Um, for the men, many Saturday morning clap, memories clap, 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 clap. that you provided for me and my sister. Yes. Leslie. Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk it that we'd be talking about cartoons... So many years later. <laughs> so many years yes, later. So many years. Many years later. And the thing is, if we're being, if I'm being honest, and I'm looking back at most of those series that we fondly remembered from so long ago, they don't wear well. Um, that's obvious. Yeah. Yeah, none of probably them, not. None of them. No. None of them will go down, except because of longevity. Scooby Doo, because because Scooby Doo for for the formula that it was when it started, it was unique. I mean, mm-hmm. it quickly got copied, mm-hmm. but for the formula that it was, it was unique. And started in 1969, and kids nowadays. still still no Scooby Doo. So he still is out there That's true, in the culture. So you got to say that he wears well. But that's about it. Yeah, the rest of them are like wonderful memories. Yeah, and you only remember them ironically. And you go, "Oh yeah, that was pretty good." Except for the monkeys. <laughs> Except for the monkeys. They will live forever. Yes, both of them. Well, <laughs> yes, but yes, you're right. It's like a lot of cookie cutter stuff, but but that's that's okay. That's okay. You didn't mention. You did not mention um, Justice League. Well, the Super Friends. Well, Super Friends. Wonder Woman. Who was on Super Friends? She never had her own show. She never had her own show. No, not it's a cartoon. Yeah, well, um, okay. Well, then uh, then you covered it. Oh, Aquaman. Had his own show in the 60s. Oh, wow. As a matter of fact, he had his own show in the again. 60s, was a joke through most of the 60s and 70s as comics, but then when Hanna-Barbera wanted to start the, um, the Super Friends cartoon, one of the creators finally remembered the Aquaman cartoon and that's why he became one of the super friends because if you were reading comics Um, you were like no that spot should either be the Flash or Green Lantern who were more popular but this person remembered Aquaman and thus he became part of the super friends and that's why some people consider you know like the holy trinity of heroes should be Superman Batman and they say maybe either Wonder Woman or Aquaman. But true comic book people know, like, no, it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Aquaman can take a seat. Not today. Not anymore because he's had a billion-dollar movie. He's gorgeous. 
Yes. Let me just say he's gorgeous. Yes, but he acts like he's on edge. His acting it comes from Saturday morning. I know. He's good to look at. Mm. That's about it. And that's what we can say of the 70s cartoons. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's nice. You look at the mirror. You look in the window and you... I remember. Rub the dust off and you go, that was so cute. What's on Netflix? Yes, gotta go. Gotta go. But the beautiful thing is that you can... This still took hold of you a little bit deep down in your soul because not only did you pass, you know, continue kind of like a fondness of cartoons that you passed on to your your daughter, Simone, but you and Simone have taken it upon yourselves to pay it forward with Simone Shiro's, which you do every month at Amalgam Comics and Coffeehouse. Tell the people about that. Simone Shiro's. So this is what happens when a nerd has a child. And... Not only that, her uncle is a nerd, too. And guess what? She loves being a nerd because she realized that we rule the world. But having said that, Simone Shiro's is our comic book club. She got she picked up the fondness of cartoons, unbeknownst to me. She loved cartoons. And then even more so, I caught her watching Justice League and the superheroes. And next thing you know, she's talking about being a superhero. And she talks about creating her own superhero villain or superhero uh, character. And I said, you know, your uncle is Batman. Well, first she gasped because she thought you were really Batman. (laughs) So after I walked her off of that wall, I said, no, let me explain to you how your Uncle Leonard is Bat-Tribble. And so she just became in awe of the Tribbles and Black Tribbles and all things comic books. So we started a comic book club and we meet once a month at Amalgam Comics. I tell people all the time to come, come, come. I know you'll talk about that. But... uh, I mean, of course, if you have a daughter that is of the age 10 to 14, I'll say, well, we've had younger, 9 to 14 years old, and she loves comic books, and she loves being a hero and understands that being a hero is not just putting on a cape, but it is all things real life, all things not real life, all things having a good time, all things being yourself, then come on down and check us out, most definitely. There you go. And yes. if they want to get more information outside of going to Amalgam, where, how else can they get in touch with you? You can find us. We are on Facebook as Simone Shiro's. We have an email address, Simone at SimoneShiro's.com. You can also find us through Bat Tribbles. You can find us through Amalgam Comics that has a newsletter that comes out. In fact, they always announce every time we have our next um, our next uh, comic book club meeting, which will be soon. I will, I'm sure we'll post that information mm-hmm. here. And yeah, that's where you can find us. Right, cool. And if you and if you want to see them, if you can't make it to Amalgams for any reason, or you're looking for a special reason to get into the Philadelphia area, um, we will be sharing information soon because Simone Shiro's is actually going to be at a convention, their Woo! first convention here in the uh, Philadelphia area. I believe that's going to be coming up in October. Is that in correct? October. Simone Shiro's, you got to come check us out. We are going to be at the uh, Kids Comic Con and if you know anything about comics and Comic Con in general then you definitely want to check this one out because it's geared towards children or teens or young adults as I like to call them. And so 
Simone Shiro's will be there. We will be there doing giveaways. We will have art projects. We'll have a chance for folks to meet Simone. And we'll have a chance for you, if you have a daughter of that age, to become a member. Join us, follow us, and become your own Shiro. That's really dope. That's really dope. Thank you very much, Les, for for coming on to the show. Coming on to your podcast. Anytime I get a chance to talk about something that I love, especially when it's the monkeys and Yes, if we could fit the monkeys into it. John John Gage. And John Gage, who was that's the character Randolph Man too, and Mickey Dolans. And um and the cartoons, of course, they, they're important too. I actually shared a story on the Tribbles. Um I forget if I shared it on air or was in the green room that I'm trying to I'm actually trying to fit the actor's name Randolph Mantooth into my vernacular to use in place of curse words. So whenever I want to. Now that's special. In in place of ever saying uh, oh sugar honey iced tea I would say Randolph Mantooth. I'm I'm actually working it in. I think it works. It works. It's the man tooth part. Yeah, because you can, you know, can like, really give it emphasis, give growl like, to it. Oh, Randolph man tooth. Yes. What the Randolph man tooth is that? See. Yeah, you know, I um, I would say I'll try it with you, but I won't. I'll just follow you. <laughs> no, no. But that's pretty interesting. No, you had enough Randolph man tooth in your mouth as a kid. You don't need it there again because mm-hmm. you're married. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> back to reality all right ladies and gentlemen we're going to go now but this show will be available as usual in the morning for your download and streaming pleasure on blacktribbles.com as well as on itunes spotify stitcher radio google play and any place and every place that you find podcasts please wherever you do give us a five-star rating and review because that really helps people find our show you can like and follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at black tribbles join the tribble nation facebook group where we're going to be having a whole lot of fun we're going to be overhauling things there uh in the fall so to make it a lot more interactive and more engaging with all of our fans so look for news about that coming very very soon um and if you're listening to this on a Thursday on WPPM 106.5 FM, then you'll want to come to Amalgam Commerce and Coffee House this weekend for Respect, the Women's Podcast Festival. Two days of free podcasts led by some of the most productive and fascinating women in the genre. Um, we're going to have a very special Saturday night concert. We got a we got a kickoff party kicking off late night on Friday after hours at Amalgam. The Black Tribbles are going to present their annual girl show where Kennedy and Ariel have something planned that they won't even tell me about. We're going to be screening the Five Shorts Project, five short films, all directed and produced by women. It promises to be a great time. Go to respectpodfest.com for more information about how you can come and check out Respect, the first women's podcast festival at Amalgam Commons and Coffee House, 2578 Frankfurt Avenue here in Philadelphia. Presented by the Black Tribbles. Okie doke. We got to get out of here. I'm the Bat Tribble for Les the Dada Tribble. Thanks for having me. That was awesome. Put some sunshine on your face. I got mine. Go get yours. And in parting, as always, we say peace. There's 
is centered round the sun. Nine planets, large and small, parading by. But somewhere out in space, there's another shining face. You might see some night up in the sky. Empty planet, can it? She's a galaxy girl. The solar system is from a future world. Girl, she travels like a rocket with her comet team. And there's never been a planet, Janet hasn't seen. No, there's never been a planet, Janet hasn't seen. She's been to the sun. It's a lot of fun. It's a hot spot. It's a gas. Hydrogen and helium in a big, bright, glowing mass. It's a star. She'd give it a go But the creatures on that planet Looked so very weird to Janet She didn't even dare to say hello It's a bird 